Hey everybody, today's Monday, July 16th, and I'm Josh Boykin, the founder of Intelligame.us. You're listening to another edition of Intelligame Radio. Hey folks, welcome to Monday and welcome back to another edition of Intelligame Radio. I hope you're able to check out the episode on Friday where we flashed back to 2017's Game Devs of Color Expo in Harlem. I was in Harlem this weekend for 2018's Game Devs of Color Expo. It was a fantastic show. I just got back around midnight this morning. Is that is that how that works with midnight? Is it midnight last night or midnight this morning? Either way, I just got back and I'm looking forward to being able to go through each of the different segments and bring some really great discussions to you. Today, I want to have a bit of a discussion about the power of small communities or some of the ways that we can make large impacts through small groups. It's pretty easy to see the impact of large organizations in the world, whether they be multinational corporations or nations themselves. But on the ground level, there are things that we can do in our individual spaces to make change too. And I think these conferences are really great examples of how that's being done in the game space. So let's go ahead and kick off. When you're working in games media, some of the most exciting events take place at the big blowout shows, things like E3, or PAX, places where there's a lot of money, a lot of attention, and a lot of hype. There's a value to those experiences, but it's hard to sometimes see those experiences push the needle in terms of social justice, in terms of increasing diversity, inclusion. So this year, I wanted to spend some time attending events that were a little different. And I found that attending things like practice, or Games for Change, or Game Devs of Color Expo in particular, gave me this opportunity to see how to start making some of those real tangible changes in the space that I love. This is a topic that's been on my mind for quite a while. A couple months ago, I gave a talk at the Oregon Game Studies Conference at the University of Oregon, and I spoke to the ways that I felt that small communities could enact change. And I think That's particularly important because it may be difficult for us to see large companies enact the change that we want. When you're a whale, you get to set the tone. For instance, look at Amazon Prime Day, which is today. You might know this if you've already loaded up your cart and whatnot. The entire industry is shifting around Prime Day with multiple locations having what they're calling Black Friday in July events, which never happened before. Black Friday was in November, and I think it still is, but retailers know that people are going to be out looking for deals on Prime Day, and if they can get in on that sale action, they're going to go ahead and do so. One of the things you may not have known about is that there's a large multinational protest taking place right now, as multiple Amazon workers are on strike to try and raise the quality of their working conditions. In solidarity, many folks on the internet have called for a boycott of Amazon services and products, 
not just Amazon.com, not just Prime Day, but also places like Whole Foods and even Twitch, which is owned by Amazon. They're asking that for at least today, people make a change to be able to make their voices heard. And this is one of the powers that we frequently have as individuals who don't have access to large amounts of money or political influence or corporate power. Of course, whether or not any of this will actually result in tangible changes from Amazon or any of the companies that work under Amazon is to be determined. But one would hope that by having small groups strike out and say, these are the ways that we will affect change, it would make a difference. Let's go ahead and apply this to the game shows that I've attended over the past few weeks. Practice, Games for Change, and Game Devs of Color Expo are all smaller communities than what you'd see at E3 or PAX, and yet they're able to take their own tone on what they want to focus on, who they want to bring into the fold, and also set ground rules about what is acceptable conduct in those spaces. When people go into these smaller, curated spaces, they have an opportunity to refine the ideas that they want to take back into the larger overall game space. When you attend practice and learn about the experiences that other game designers have had creating their games, encountering struggles with narrative difficulty, then those experiences inform you when you create your large-scale game that may make its way onto an E3 stage one day. When you go to Games for Change and you have an opportunity to learn from and meet other people who are doing wildly different things in the game space, working on topics of neurodiversity or creating new peripherals so that people without limbs can still play games, those also inform your experience. When you go to Game Devs of Color Expo and you see an entire space that is centered around people of color, that gives people of color an opportunity to be platformed and speak for themselves, and also an entire range and gamut of different games, ranging from socially active aware games to just plain fun games. It changes your perspective of what it means to be a person of color in the space. All of these situations are powerful, and all of these situations are important, but to be able to learn from those experiences we have to pay attention to them. And I'm lucky in that I was able to physically attend these places. But for folks out there who don't know that they're taking place, for folks out there who don't have the ability to learn from those experiences, it becomes that much harder to even realize that there might be ways to change our actions, our conduct, and to improve our space. It's kind of similar to how if you didn't know that Amazon was being protested today by many of its workers spread across the world, it could be really difficult for you to protest Prime Day in solidarity if you don't know that there's a protest taking place. Now, this isn't me saying that if you've purchased something on Amazon, you've done something terrible. Intelligame's main live stream right now is on Twitch, and I, in my immediate vicinity, can see at least two boxes that have the little Amazon arrow on them that were shipped to me fairly recently. The very nature of consumption of any product, of any medium in the world we live in, is complex, difficult to wrap your head around, and multi-layered. 
in many cases, there's no escaping the idea that there's some sort of larger scale power that is benefiting from the actions of small communities. For instance, each of the three shows that I just mentioned are tied to large-scale organizations. Games for Change is run by a 501c3 nonprofit that has been running for a while. They also are running their event out of the New School, which is a pretty large-scale, kind of fancy place in New York City, and they have a number of members on their board of directors, ranging from all across multiple industries. Practice, though it's a small, targeted game design event, is hosted by NYU Game Center. And NYU Game Center is one of the more prolific game schools, and NYU as a whole is a fairly well-off financial institution. Game Devs of Color Expo has some pretty large money sponsors, like MailChimp and Xbox, so... And it's possible that in any of those situations, people could have issues with any of the larger ties and larger powers behind what takes place at those events. In these cases, I look at the changes and spaces that are created by the smaller shows, utilizing the power of money or institutional influence as a tool. I look at the way that Game Devs of Color Expo prioritizes accessibility, designating gender-neutral restrooms, making sure that the talks are both live-streamed and closed-captioned, and also providing opportunities for volunteers to be compensated for their work, as well as for showcasers to be able to show their games in front of an audience for low or no cost. It does take some sort of power for us to be able to make change in the world. Perhaps it's when that power is aggregated in mass too much. When the people who are utilizing that power are significantly disconnected from those who they're supposed to be using it for. This will be discussed a bit in an upcoming video on the IntelliGame YouTube channel, but I think it's also fairly evident to see how that works playing out on the world stage today. As we watch what feels like a farce of an event play out between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin at a summit in Helsinki, we have to see that there are some large powers that perhaps choose to remain out of our reach. Still, we have to utilize the power that we do have available to us and the abilities that are given to us by those who believe in the work we do to be able to start making some of those ripple effect changes. Take a look at the ways that games on the AAA space have evolved and grown since the indie space has come up. We've seen more representation for people of color, for the LGBT community. We've seen more opportunities for stories to grow and blossom. But that didn't start in AAA. It started in the indie space. It started with individual artists deciding that their priorities were important. It also started with the democratization of tools that allowed individual creators to make really polished, really exciting, nuanced games. Or for creators to be able to make their games without needing to know a bunch of code. But I digress. Talking about these small and large-scale events, I don't feel like there needs to be one or the other. I believe that we should have both. That there's a space for the glitz and glamour and excitement of the Nintendo presser at E3, and there's also a place for the calm, quiet discussion of mechanics and personal feelings at practice. 
that there's a space where people of color can come together and get excited about a shared experience at Game Devs of Color Expo. That there's a place for potential government officials or doctors or scientists to be able to have discussions about the ways that they can use games to help save lives at Games for Change. Each of these different layers are important, and running in their own silos, they do important work. But I believe that if we can find more ways to have our experiences inform each other, to have some of these smaller targeted conferences where people are experimenting and taking risks and listening to each other, if we can have those experiences inform up the chain, then we all stand to benefit. And hopefully we can speak truth to some of these larger sites of power. Again, I don't know what impact these strikes and boycotts of Prime Day will have, but I know that I personally own a lot of Twitch gear. Shirts, hoodies that have a Twitch logo on it, and I really want to be proud of wearing that logo. Just a few days ago, I ran into somebody at the airport who I would have never talked to if we weren't both wearing the same Twitch hoodie. We had a fantastic discussion about Twitch and our experiences, and she told me about how she was attending the wedding of the streamer whose community she's been a part of. That's an amazing experience, and the tools that we have through Twitch and the access that we have to the world marketplace through Amazon is really beneficial. But those benefits do come with a cost, and we have to be cognizant of the ways that those costs play out not just for us, but for many of the people who don't have the benefit of being visible when they're paying the price. So let this be an opportunity to change your habits a little bit. Take some time to do some shopping at a smaller retailer. And if you're going to pick up some games, look and see if you can find them on itch.io or GameJolt before you search on Steam. Some of the ways that we can enact change just have to come from changing our basic habits. Inertia is really hard to shift, but when we look at some of these smaller organizations that are setting the tone for how we can be better, well, we can be better. Today, I'm just looking for some feedback. If you enjoy what you see or hear or talk about at IntelliGame, or if you don't, I want to know more about it. I'd like to know what I can do to help make this space a better, more inclusive, more fostering environment for you and for people you know that might not be part of the IntelliGame community yet. If you shoot me a line over at josh at IntelliGame.us with the subject line feedback, I'll keep an eye out. If there's a game that you want to see covered, if there is a topic that you want to have discussed, if there's something that I'm doing that isn't totally up to your standards. I want to know about those things. My goal over the next few weeks as I make some personal life changes is to also make some improvements to IntelliGame as well. Given we're not slowing down and we still do have PAX West coming up in September, so there's plenty going on. But I believe it's important for us to stop and take a breath sometimes. So... Go ahead and shoot your feedback over to me at josh at intelligame.us. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be super drawn out. Just a quick email sharing your thoughts. And, and if you're not the email type, you can direct message me on either Facebook or Twitter at my handle, Wallstormer. My DMs are open. 
but I hope you'll take just a couple minutes to help me steer the ship in the right direction for you and for the IntelliGame community. Thanks a lot. Okay, folks, that does it for another edition of IntelliGame Radio. I've been your host, Josh Boykin. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook at Wallstormer. Keep an eye out for more IntelliGame content by going over to our main homepage, IntelliGame.us, and look us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, at IntelliGameUs. We'll be streaming on Thursday this week. We'll have a live stream featuring myself and Jenny going through Monster Prom. So if you missed me streaming with Peachy Anna a couple weeks ago, well, this is a great opportunity for you to see a pretty rambunctious dating sim. And also do keep in mind that Monster Prom can get a touch adult, so so you may want to keep the kids at home for this one. Though I guess it's a live stream, so usually they're at home anyway. Point of the story is I really appreciate you and all the support you're giving to the IntelliGame community. If you haven't done so already and you want to become a patron and help financially support IntelliGame, you can go to patreon.com slash IntelliGameUs and sign up to be an IntelliGamer. You can also support IntelliGame for free just by joining our mailing list. Go over to the homepage, IntelliGame.us, and you'll see a link there. Thanks so much, and until next time, keep IntelliGaming. Yeah.